baby. Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my good friend and self-proclaimed golf sicko, Mr. Jonathan Teal. Jay Teal, how are we doing this evening, bud? Doing great. We are fresh off a weekend of, I would say, somewhat forgettable golf on the PGA Tour, unfortunately, but uh, not all the way around. We had a lot of interesting things happen in the golf world, uh, collegiately impressive showing right. from the local In-state squads. schools, tearing it up again, yeah. We uh, had some fun out on the, the local golf links, uh, playing with some of the guys out at Stewart National. So lots to talk about. A little bit, a little bit more of a low-key, kind of a breather episode here before we, uh, man, before we put the throttle down, because April... Uh, well, end of March and on all of April is going to be going to be jam packed. Um, but you know, as we close out the month of March here over the next what week or ten days, still got a little bit of time to uh, get entered into the drawing out at chalk. That's right, absolutely. Talk a little bit about our favorite nineteenth hole, Mister Needham. The nineteenth hole giveaway, obviously, in the midst of our eat more chalk, play more golf giveaway. Right, so go out, play around to golf, bring in your scorecard there to chalk. Right, YSO podcast. You're still out, Sports Pros Network. Something to something to let your server know that you are a friend of the podcast. You'll get half off your burger or sandwich, and you will be entered into a drawing for a table for four in a two hundred dollar gift card. Best seat in the house there at chalk on master sunday so you'll get to watch all the action unfold there on the back nine on sunday afternoon of the masters and have the best seat in the house and and i think that uh, uh, coming up maybe next week uh here in the here in the last few days ben had mentioned that we might do another double entry so oh, go out, okay. play golf bring in a scorecard you get two entries in there so yeah uh, trying to give people one last bind at the apple there uh to get into the midst of our eat more chalk play more golf giveaway my friend but yeah nine, roughly nine is, days this is gonna be a nine great, days left. great yeah. weekend uh coming up to do it really kind of a friday through sunday the weather looks really nice there's going to be basketball on the tvs at chalk along with the golf so you, you get around to golf in and then you go enjoy some great food. I mean, great food. We I don't think we talk enough. The Cuban about sandwich the food there is legit. Chalk yeah. Because people think about sports bar, they think I'm going to go, you know, sling back a few pops, watch some sports. If you haven't been to Chalk, or if it's been a while since you've been, obviously with the pandemic, not everybody has been jumping right back into to going out to eat. But now that folks are, don't don't sleep on the actual menu. I mean, I would go to Chalk just for the food. Forget having some drinks. The food is unbelievable. Uh, fried deviled eggs, one of my personal favorites. I know when we were out there for brunch, those scotch yeah, eggs. Scotch egg, yeah. You know, I'm a big egg guy, I guess. A lot of varietals. One of the few eggs. places that do it here in Oklahoma City, and they do it right. So they, I mean, it's, top, it's not it's not easy notch. to pull off. They do a good job there on the scotch uh, really, egg. Really, yeah. just a tremendous menu. So, so get out and see them, and uh, we'll we'll give you that half off the burger or sandwich for the effort of uh, playing a little golf, and then you know. If you're into the Masters, which if you're listening to this podcast, uh, I assume you are, you probably are, unless yeah. you have some sort of moral dilemma with the Masters, which we can get there at some point. But let's do it. Let's play golf. Let's eat some chalk, and let's uh, enjoy 
The Masters, two weeks away. Absolutely. Two Thir- weeks away. Yeah, 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the entire Chalk team on the web at ChalkOKC.com. <clears throat> Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Now, J. Till, you know, you may have uh, kind of a Freudian, you know, kind of not not slip, but uh, kind of a, a, a statement there. You said the calm before the storm. Right, essentially talking about this week on the podcast and kind of where we're at right now in the midst of the weather here. So fingers crossed that the electricity doesn't go out because we're it is springtime in Oklahoma. Well, uh, a little bit of a storm kind of blowing through <laughs> here in the mid uh, uh, downtown area, the metro area. As and much stuff, as I but, don't want to disrespect anyone, if there were ever a podcast that got lost due to electricity going out and not being saved, this probably wouldn't be the worst one because again. Uh, no disrespect to the field down at the Honda Classic, um, PGA National. They're in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Uh, the Bear Trap, is, is it affectionately known? It was a snoozer. Um, real snoozer. The field sucked, uh, to put it lightly, or put it harshly. Uh, I will say, Matt Jones, the winner, Admirable. I mean, he five Aussie, right Aussie Aussie Aussie, yeah. Aussie yeah. Five, five strokes clear of the field, which we're going to continue to tell you, folks. That is a, a five-stroke win on the PGA Tour is a, a three-touchdown or better performance out on the football field in terms of a blowout, and does it uh, just in impressive fashion with a, uh, I believe, a course record or perhaps a tournament record, uh, sixty-one in the first round. So we, we go. We go nine under in round one. That's going to hold up pretty well. Um, 12 under par finishing score. Uh, I know that you watched very little of this. I watched probably a similar amount. Uh, but Matt Jones, you know, second win. He is, uh, I want to say, seven years since his last win. I think so, yeah. They, they were saying just over seven years. Huh? Like, did we have another? Literally, we didn't have this in the notes, but I feel like this is deja vu. Didn't we have somebody else that won? And hadn't been seven years since they won. Now they're going back to the Masters. That's been in recent, in recent, uh, in recent vintage here over the last several weeks. If I don't uh, recall, we'll, we'll Max effort. Homa, right? It's been a minute since he'd won a tournament, right? We'll, uh, we'll effort. We'll effort. Who I'm thinking of there, but uh, yeah, back to the Masters for Matt Jones. Now he, in the little that you did watch, did did you pick up on anything with Matt Jones? Um, uh, very, very. Should have been a stark contrast to what you're used to seeing out there. Yeah, he, anything. He ain't messing around. He gets he up is. there and hits the ball, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, the, the hole is in that direction. That. I'm going to hit it that way. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the pace of play. I know pace of play is obviously a big thing for you, kind of a pet peeve for slow pace of play. But uh, uh, that is not Matt Jones. He gets up there and uh, hits it and Unreal. gets on with his business. And uh, it was very refreshing to see. Yeah, I agree. It was refreshing. And I think it caught the announcers and the broadcasters um, – maybe off guard a little bit because uh, a little bit that I did watch, there were times where, you know, the cadence of the broadcast where it's like, okay, now we're bringing this, we're bringing the camera over here. And it's like, and now to Matt Jones, <laughs> gone, his ball's in the air. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's like, unbelievable. Uh, so great, great for Matt Jones. Good, good win. He seems like a good dude. Uh, was emotional. Uh, we've had a lot of emotional winners. It feels like lately, uh, you know, Max Homa got emotional. At at uh, at a Riviera, Genesis, yeah. Yeah. JT emotional because of the grandfather situation uh, over the past few months. So we've had some we had some tearful uh, victors here on the PGA Tour, but uh, it's kind of kind of 
Not, not many other bullet points to talk about. Uh, yeah, you know, one of, one of the things I had up there on the big board, though, JT, I wanted to get your thoughts on, and it was a name that just kind of shocked me to see him up there in a top 10. And you mentioned the field was, again, depleted. You said it sucked. Uh, depleted I, I was, <laughs> would depleted be the word. Depleted is your favorite word. It yeah, it's, very, it's a... There are the few times you're willing to be One of those $5 uh, words, correct. right? <laughs> a lot of, lot of syllables in that word. I like it a lot. But uh, uh, Camilo Vigegas. Oh, right, so yeah, you think about him, up. he kind of popped on the scene, golly, what, 10, 12 years ago. Oh, had, had the beater. weird, yeah. you know, kind of spider stance whenever he's reading putts. And, uh, you know, a good-looking young guy, right? Mm-hmm. So had very marketable back in the day. And so uh, he ends up, you know, finishing in the top 10, tie for eight there, five under. Again, seven strokes back, as uh, most of the golfers were, several strokes back uh, from Matt Jones, as you mentioned, as he kind of ran away with it there. But uh, interesting to see his name up there uh, in a – leaderboard that again depleted if we want to call it depleted. that but uh, a top 10 finish nonetheless right still took home about roughly 200 grand so good for him oh yeah for sure and and for those who have been kind of following a little bit closer the ongoings of the tour uh camillo's name has popped up for for not a good reason and that he's had a lot of strife uh, personally uh, a young uh, infant uh, definitely under two-year-old daughter who passed away last year and a very tear-jerking kind of story, and he has been you know, struggling with his game for uh, quite some time, looking to regain that form that rocketed him to start him back in the, uh, the late 2000s. But uh, I believe with that finish, he is going to get a little bit more status out on tour, maybe not maybe not his full card. I think he was maybe a couple strokes away from what he would have needed there. But, uh, yeah, when you have somebody who has a lot of cachet, it's always fun to see them with a resurgence, so that'd be cool to see uh, the spider out there doing his thing. I, I didn't notice if he pulled that uh, move out at all. You know, as you, that was twelve about twelve years ago when it's he was been doing a minute. That long. Yeah. So I know that me just getting out of the uh, the office chair and up to come over here for the podcast, I felt a little twinge. But uh, good to see him up there. You know, Honda Classic, kind of known for that the golf course. It's just kind of complete ball eater, just water everywhere. I mean, it looks like. Uh, it's basically like got flooded. Like where's the rest? Of yeah, the you look course? at the aerial yeah. diagram of the bear trap, as they call it. Yeah, there's just water all over the place. Kind of a wild, wild look uh, from an aerial design standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So pro- probably good to to see this one in the rearview mirror. I will. It's kind of weird. Several years ago, it wasn't uh, kind of a, a look down upon tournament, but we talked about it last week, uh, I believe. We talked about how it sandwiched right there between the players and the WGC, which is tough. Uh, and then a couple weeks later, the Masters. So. A plethora of issues working against the Honda Classic in this particular year, um, and hopefully future renditions have more uh, less, excuse me, depleted field. That's fair. Fair to say. Well, one star that was in the field, and again, it wouldn't be a YSO podcast if I didn't find a way to squeeze him in and kind of needle you a little bit here, Jay Till. But uh, lefty, you're a shoehorn. Phil Mickelson. He's out there. He fit tied for twenty fifth. Right, cash is fifty five thousand bucks, two under again, well back. Uh, wasn't ever really in contention, but you know the question I, that I've got on the big he board, tied why, for twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, wow. he did. Why was he out there? Is he got a gambling debt to pay off or something? I mean, what what's, what was that? For about? sure, uh, sponsor yeah. commitment. For sure, he yeah. has a gambling debt to pay off. There's no doubt about that. Uh, don't know the details. Uh, only thing I remember from Phil this weekend is like complete white shoes. Like, what's up with that? He's normally a black shoe guy. So I don't know if it's right. Florida swing. He's trying to get a little bit more Panama Jack going, something. But full white shoes this weekend is all that I took away from Lefty other than, yes, cashing a check and probably uh, taking food off somebody's table, which uh, is real, real, 
real, real shitty. Yeah, out, out there, out there, beating up on the uh, the guys in the lesser, you know, he, lesser tournaments. If he's not fields. beating up on the old guys, he's yeah. beating up on the weak fields. I mean, he's it's there's something we we need to look into this. Uh, probably needs to be a full investigation on on Phil's choice of tournaments, and then he'll show up at Augusta and you know work some kind of magic because he always does. <laughs> be in one of the final three groups. But, yeah, uh, yeah, always good to see Lefty out there getting it done. Yeah. Coffee for wellness, that kind of thing. Well, before we get into the college golf, Jay Till, you know, one of the things that we touched on uh, last week or a couple weeks ago now, uh, this article about Ricky Fowler, kind of where did his game go, right? Oh, what yeah. happened to him? You yeah, know, there's Bob Herrig on ESPN, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and he, he came out of the gates playing pretty well uh, here in the Honda Classic on Thursday. Friday made the cut, right, 70-68. So a decent uh, uh, start to the tournament. And then all of a sudden he shoots a 78 on Saturday, and he's completely out of it. Uh, doesn't finish in dead last, obviously, because he made the cut. But one of the bottom of the guys that made the cut here, um, he's going to need to win uh, he's not going to be in the WGC match play this week, which we'll talk about. But uh, it was a Houston Open, I think, before before the Masters. Right? No, he's going to need not, to win not that? this year. Um, San Antonio is the week okay. before this year. But yeah. so, you know, I haven't looked at that. This fit, top fifty get in at a certain point. I'm not sure when the cutoff is for that. Maybe that's what you're. Maybe that's from what you were saying. Maybe it was this. Yeah, I think he's going to have weekend. to maybe win a tournament to get um, into the field now, or have a high finish. At you least. know, one of the great things, um, I guess, if you're a golf follower. That uh, without having to, to watch all the golf, you can kind of keep up with what happened. And I did see him give an interview, I guess must have been after Sunday when he flamed out, but uh, that uh, I believe it was Nick Faldo a few weeks ago was critical yeah. of him or something like tweeting that. Tweeting about or, him, yeah. Yeah, get, tweeting at him saying you know, he's going to miss the Masters and so he'll have time off to film another commercial or some six commercials. Um, and they actually asked Ricky about it. And just a class act. I mean, one of the all by all accounts, one of the best guys out there on tour. And uh, he he kind of you know kind of a laughing schmirk, uh, schmirked it off, if you will, saying, you know, understand where Nick's coming from. You know, kind of giving me the needle a little bit. I uh, don't. Nobody wants to be playing at the Masters more than me. I uh, would rather be doing that than this. He he actually said rather than working that weekend, which is interesting. Um, shooting commercials. But he said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tee it up, um, San Antonio, and try to get that win. And if we happen to get it, we'll 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 stroll into Augusta. So, just good to see somebody with a good attitude, uh, not pouting about. Um, he certainly kept a good attitude in, in all of his struggles. And you know, local favorite. We love the Okie State guys out there on tour, and he has a lot of flair. Uh, somebody who's easy to root for. We talked about a little bit last week, so." Yeah, the Ricky Fowler fan club, I think we're definitely firmly cemented in, and it was tough to see him uh, with the with the 78, uh, 8 over a 78. That's something that's sneaky at the Honda Classic. It's a par 70, right? So when you think, ah, oh, not too bad, 78, well, it was actually 8 over, not 6 over. But uh, I wouldn't, you know, I would pretty much say uh, derails the Masters chances, but who knows? Maybe he shows up in San Antonio, gets the win, takes the private jet straight to... Straight to Augusta. Yeah, probably easier for Ricky to laugh off Nick Faldo's comments whenever he looks at career earnings list. So despite uh, Faldo's <laughs> multiple majors, uh, Ricky's earned more money uh, by uh, by a pretty wide margin, I believe. So a little, little easier to have see, a uh, laissez-faire attitude, right? Get a little perspective there for Ricky. But yeah, uh, obviously rooting for him. And uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he ends up uh, finding a way to, to scratch and claw his way down in San Antonio to make a win. I mean, he's obviously going to be a long shot from an odd standpoint, but uh, rooting for him. But his alma mater... Oklahoma State 
fared pretty well uh, this weekend. Wow, look uh, at in, you with the segues. In You're golf, good at this. Professional, yeah. pro, no, professional without the pro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But let, let's go go out to Arizona, the yeah, Omni Tucson National, I'm, I'm, the I'm, NIT. I, was, I did follow this, and again, I was I was dialed in yesterday afternoon doing the old refresh on the golf stat leaderboard. I had a went over. We had to refresh. It was tight down the stretch. Yeah, it was very tight. At one point, I believe it was straight up tied at 41 under par. Again, for those who are either tuning into the pod for the first time or did not catch our breakdown of how college golf is scored, you got five man or woman teams that go to a particular tournament, and in each of the rounds of a tournament, assuming it's stroke play, the top four scores are going to be counted. So when we say that Okie State takes it home with a 47 under par, uh, which, by the way, they it's did good score. beat that place up. It's a good score. Interested. That would have been a fun one to go to. That's a birdie fest. But that's what we're talking about there. Cumulatively, in this case, over three rounds times four golfers, 47 under par. And OU right there nipping at their heels. Again, tied at 41 late in the proceedings. But uh, second place, 43 under. And and separated themselves from the field quite a bit. Third place, uh, Texas at 31 under par. So, you know, OU is 12 clear of third place and playing some absolute stellar golf. Uh, led by, and again, I should, we got, let's not uh, bury the lead. OSU played amazing throughout the lineup. Uh, you know, Coach Bratton, again, was telling us about Eugenio Kachara, ELC, as uh, we ELC. like to call him. And he, he did not disappoint right there. Second place, tied for second Pearson uh, with Pearson Cootie of University of Texas. Walker Cup guy, right? Walker Cupper. That's coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. Another Walker Cupper that finished a little bit further down the board, our man Quade Cummins. A solid week. He tied for 14th at eight under par. But the man who took it all home as far as the individual title uh, maybe feels a little slighted about not getting the Walker Cup berth selection, if you will. Garrett Reband at 15 under par over three rounds. How's that for a great weekend of golf out in Arizona? Uh, awesome to see OU bringing home the individual title, OSU bringing home the team title. We are building and building and building towards the NCAAs, the Big 12 championships. It's going to be a fun, fun. I mean, we're seeing it. It's happening. If we, we talked get, about. If we get Bedlam in the NCAA championships. Oh, that God, would be sick. incredible. Uh, oh, we got to find a way we, to get out we there. We got to go. <laughs> we're road tripping, baby. Arizona's not that far away. We got right? a road we trip Memorial Day weekend. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Yeah, that would be uh, incredible if we can get it to, to, to get there. And, again, they're shaping up that uh, to, to be the case, right? So both these teams are playing really, really well. The individual guys are going low. Uh, you mentioned uh, Garrett Reban, obviously the, the low score. Uh, Chakar in second place there. But you go down, Jonathan Brightwell, 12 under par, tied for fourth. Uh, Amon Gupta, right? So we think about the run at the uh, the uh, uh, amateur. I'm in, uh, baby. Yeah, I mean, he he played really well at 11 under. And then so, uh, I mean, we, so top, top 15, top 14, right? So we got... 17, if you want to count Jonas. Yeah. Oh, we can't go past 14. Everybody knows that, Teeth. Fair um, we got We got Reban, Kacharya, Brightwell, Gupta, Bojin, Quade Cummins. Is that six? That's six? Six of the top 14? If you want it, yeah, you want to go a couple more spots, and you got Bumgardner. Austin Ekro, we didn't even talk about him. Ekro, the other, other Walker Cup guy, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, six he's under six under for three days. That's only good enough for 17th. That's how uh, how well 
all these guys were uh, were playing. So going to be fun. And I, you know, we shouldn't, uh, as much as I hate to give Texas, University of Texas, any credit, they have a squad as well. Yeah, they are. They're good. Um, so it's going to be a fun Big 12 championship. We Again, I promise you, folks, we are efforting, efforting the media offices to get us on site, to bring you the action as only the YSO pod can up at Prairie Dunes the last week of April. But, man, it got me excited. I, I never thought I could be this excited about looking at my phone and refreshing not even an app, just like a mobile site and what's going on in a golf tournament out in Arizona. Yeah, awesome golf, golf stats getting a lot of a uh, lot of traffic right now. There's a lot no of doubt traffic. about yeah. it. So, well, well, not to be uh, outdone by the guys, we have to talk about the Oklahoma State women. Jay Till, they they win again. Cowgirl golf, so, baby. Again, Coach Robertson got it rolling up he there has in it Stillwater. Rolling. Oklahoma State wins the Mountain View Collegiate uh, this past weekend as well. The Preserve at Saddlebrook out in Arizona as well. So obviously spring break, you think about uh, going to the warmer weather locales, and uh, Arizona was the place was to cat, be for college league, golf. Right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But Oklahoma State holds off Texas. Again, on the women's side there, uh, they finished uh, 20 under as a squad. Texas, uh, the runner-up there at 18 under. And Maya Stark does it again for Oklahoma State. Maya Stark. She is on a tear. Is that her second win? Did she win second? Yeah, three weeks ago out in uh, in Florida? That's amazing. She uh, is somebody to watch. I believe she is in the ANWA, uh, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, excuse me. Along with her teammate, where did uh where did she finish? Let's see, Isabella. Isabella, Fiaro, yeah, twenty second. Yep. Uh, not not a not a terrible. She's probably a. Oh, yeah. Rena Tadamatsu though. So her second. Uh, Tadamatsu. Or, or she won. She, you know she, what? Down in Houston a couple yeah, weeks she ago, won right? As an she individual. She wasn't even seven. on the squad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was she on the team squad? I don't even. She how, was, I don't yeah. know how we figured out how they were on the team squad. She was, was on the team. It'll it'll have a little indicator. Yeah. So Rena did make the squad. Yeah. Great golf, but I'm telling you that weekend. I guess that's the weekend after this coming weekend. We're going to have the Augusta National Women's Amateur. We're going to have the first major of the season, that being the LPGA's A&A Inspiration. That's going to be a great weekend for women's golf, and I would encourage everybody. That's going to be two opportunities that you're going to have great viewing of LPGA and women's amateur golf while you're also refreshing your golf stat app. Oh, so good. So good. I'm so excited that it's spring. Uh, we've been talking about this stuff for a long time, and it's finally here. Absolutely. Well, staying with the ladies, J-Till, the ladies return on the LPGA this weekend as well. Uh, oh, we're headed yeah. out west, Carlsbad, California. A couple weeks off. Uh, the Kia Classic. Uh, the ladies are back. Uh, your thoughts on the Kia Classic? Again, uh, I, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about the Kia Classic. I don't. Maybe it's similar to the Honda Classic, kind of given its its uh, position right before, you know, in between majors and in between major events uh, on the ladies' side as well. But the defending champ, uh, Nasa Hataoka, a Japanese player, uh, I assume that that's probably from two years ago, if I had to guess, given kind of the timing of the events here. But yeah. the Kia Classic, who's in the field? What do we think about it? Uh, should we tune in? Give us a reason to tune in and watch. Well, now, I will say this is from the LPGA's website, so take this with a grain of salt or a glitter of salt, as it were. But uh, headline is, Glittery Field at Kia Classic Kicks 2021 into High Gear. How about that? I like it. Whoever wrote that headline needs a, needs a raise, maybe a uh, maybe a round of golf for their, for their efforts. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be good, and I think that it's going to be played at a golf course that it typically isn't played out, Avaria, out in Carlsbad, California. Uh, it's going to be a short hop for them to get over to Mission Hills for that first major of the year. 
But yeah, good looking field. And uh, I wouldn't say highlighted because she's not going to contend necessarily, but Michelle Wee is making her return. Very cool. Uh, I believe okay. for maternity leave. She's been uh, in the booth, right? Calling year. some she's of the tournaments booth, and stuff. And yeah. very well, very well I done. I think she does a good job. I've been yeah. impressed. Yeah. Um, it brings a little something different to it. Uh, in addition to her normal broadcasting duties that she's been doing, I believe she was part of the uh, the latest rendition, rendition, excuse me, of the match, which she did a nice job on. But yes, the last Kia Classic was played in 2019. Uh, took a, uh, a year off because of the COVID scheduling issues. And uh, we are back with a bang with uh, a lot of the a lot of the players you'd expect to play uh, in the lead up to the major. Uh, you mentioned uh, Nasa Hakatoa, uh, the winner from two years ago. Uh, Jin Young Ko, JYK, is, is, is my hitter. She's going to tee it up, number one in the world. MB Park, Daniel Kang, Sungham Park, Azara Munoz. Quarter Sisters going to be there? The Quarter Sisters, I believe, are sitting this one okay. out. They Getting must ready prefer, for Mission Hills. Okay, yeah. They must prefer to uh, be out on the practice tee the week before a major. Um so we're not going to see the Cordes sisters, but other than that, pretty much a stacked field throughout. Um, we've had two weeks off, I believe, between LPGA tournaments, so it's time to tune back in to that. Uh, and it'll be easy to do this weekend when we're going to get deep, deep, deep into the match play down in Austin. But, you know, when the weekend of match play gets there, we're only talking about, you know, eight golfers that are out there on the course on the men's side. A bit more time for you to flip over to Golf Channel and check out the ladies out in Carlsbad. Uh, coming up this weekend. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, kind of part of the YSO grab bag, kind of the highlights I wanted to get your thoughts on here, JT. And again, we didn't watch the tournament. We mentioned we didn't play or we didn't watch a whole lot of golf. We played some golf this weekend. But uh, over on the Euro Tour, they're kind of in their African swing, I guess would be the way to call it right now, right? Yeah, so the, yeah. the Kenya Open, uh, Justin Harding wins that. Cool trophy, right? I don't know if you saw the, high, the pictures of the trophy. It's like a, a like a rhino. You always kind of keep me I, I the love, love the trophy, man. I'm all about trophies, all about championship rings. I love the design and the thought that goes into it. Super cool trophy here. Uh, not going to pretend to know a lot about Justin Harding, but uh, uh, congratulations to him on the Kenya Open. And uh, I think they stay in Kenya and there's the Ken- Kenya Savannah Classic in right. Nairobi that's coming up this week, kind of a midweek, kind of a weird scheduling uh, uh, issue there uh, with uh, with the tour there on the Euro side of it. But uh, your thoughts, you know, playing golf in Africa, and I think that'd be kind of cool, right? Maybe a bucket list sort of thing. I mean, you know me, playing golf anywhere is cool, cool to me. I think if you got to go to Africa and you also got to play golf, that would be an absolute bucket list kind of thing. Interestingly enough, you said we didn't obviously watch this. Well, one of the reasons we could not watch it, I found this out this morning listening to another podcast that uh, won't remain unnamed because we owe everything we have to no laying up, obviously. So got to give those guys their credit. Lazy Apparently the, uh, the equipment needed to televise the golf tournament got held up at port. They literally did Customs, not have man. the equipment to televise the golf tournament. So either there was no coverage or there wasn't coverage until Sunday. You got to watch the choke points, Keith. You have to watch the choke points. Logistics, 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 people. Yeah, bureaucracy is everywhere. It's not just an American thing. But Justin Harding, he is a South African, so he didn't have much trouble getting around over there. Uh, takes it home on the Euro Tour. He's somebody who uh, has, has been a name that pops up from time to time on major championship leaderboards and so he is in form at least as it 
relates to beating up the guys that showed up over in Kenya. That's right. Yeah. But a depleted field there as well, I think would be a fair way to put it, J2. So, well, coming back to the States here, you know, we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago whenever the news broke that Brooke, Brooks Kepka, excuse me, was going to have to withdraw uh, from a tournament. Uh, it may have been Bay Hill. I'm trying, trying to think what tournament was it? It's been two or three weeks ago now. He um, withdrew from the players. It, oh, it was the players. That's right. Yeah. Golly. I mean, time flies. Um, the news has what, time flies when you're maybe, watching college basketball, Keith. We know what true. you've been doing. I've, I've, I'm so you're, deep you're, in the hole right about now. Sicko, a like junkie. I, just if if you if the Houston Cougars don't win the whole thing, I'm I'm definitely going to lose lots of money, J two. So that, that's all. That's <laughs> go only Cougs. Team I got I'm glad I know so. who I'm rooting for. I didn't yeah, check in with right. you after last week, Calcutta. With the, it's, the it's been a bloodbath. So. It's been a bloodbath. Well, speaking so. of bloodbath, let's get into Kepka's knee. <laughs> that's right. And it sounds sounds uglier than maybe what we had even been led to believe early on. So uh, I believe it was a kneecap dislocation and uh, in torn knee ligaments. I mean, it, he had surgery on it. Uh, would seem like he is he's not going to be in the Masters. I, I think I'm going let's to go ahead not, and call Let's here. not get too hasty. Modern oh. medicine is amazing. A dislocated kneecap, though. Oh, ligament damage. That just hurts saying it. Well, I you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I of, of of orthopedics. But you did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, right? I did. I did. But I would agree, unfortunately, that it's unlikely that uh, our man Brooks is going to tee it up at Augusta, which, again, hurts me personally in the pocketbook. Maybe long-term. wages made on him that. to yeah. play in every major possible for the next several years. That being said, the biggest thing that's a... We'll be missing out on is he has absolutely been stones at the Masters for the last four or five years, majors in general. But him being out, we will be less for it in the Masters field if that indeed is the case. And you know, one thing that you didn't mention, I don't think, all the issues that we've been seeing with Kepka over the last couple of years with the knee has been the left knee. That's right. Yeah, this so was the now right. Now we're talking yeah. right knee, and you only got two last time I checked. Two knees. All you get, and he has serious damage to both of them, so not good long-term. Somehow, Chad Ford continues to be a a prophet, folks, but again, we'll get there at some point. I will spill the beans at some point about what's going on out there in the the trenches. But BK is going to be shelved for a while. He's going to be shacked up with Jenna doing all sorts of Instagram videos. Uh, At least we'll have that. Worst places to be shacked up. I agree. Yep. Well, well, let's go on to fairway Mostly files. Like a, like a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> yeah, let's, pour, let's keep this PG, and let's <laughs> let's move on to the fairway files here, JT. A big weekend for you from a personal golf standpoint, my friend. A little, little uh, thing you like to call the Stewie National Match Play. Uh, I know the field was depleted, right? Coming back to that word, I think would be the way, Man, way to put did it. you like have... I feel over like under, over under was seven and a half. How many yeah. times Chad, you can it was Chad Ford. So yeah, over <laughs> under was seven and a half. I'm gonna get there. So right meow 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 meow. <laughs> but uh, uh, Stewie National Match Play, uh, a, a fun event that uh, you and uh, a couple of your buddies uh, always kind of get together in. Uh, usually more than a couple, I guess. But walk us through what 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 happened on Saturday. How did it all play out? Who walked away with some of the goofy trophies? Or you you sent me a good text uh, that had had a picture <laughs> picture of some of the uh, the fun yeah, uh, knickknacks and trophies that. that uh, uh, you were prepping for the guys here, but uh, lay it out there, man. How did, yeah. how did it play Well, out? you know, this is the point in the podcast where the, we had the hardcore, dedicated listeners that are really starting to get their ears perked up because this is what they tune in for is the actual, maybe I'll hear my name on the pod or, uh, 
you know, I want to hear about the the terrible golf that's played out at uh, Lincoln, Stewart, Twin, wherever we happen to tee it up on any particular week. And so we wouldn't want to disappoint. And the Stewart National Society is a, Society. a wow. is a group of folks that have really deemed uh, James Stewart Golf Course, which is over at Fourth and Fourth Street and MLK. The prime place to play golf in Oklahoma City, a, a classy little nine-hole joint, hidden gym, as it's known, and decided to, to, I guess, deem ourselves the Stewart National Society. Uh, just a small group, uh, seven guys who, uh, you know, golf sickos and, uh, and love getting out there and playing and experiencing the game. And uh, several months ago, Decided we were going to put on kind of a match play event. We don't get to play enough match play. We all know that. And unfortunately, yes, depleted field. Hate to hear it. Hate to see it. Only four of the seven uh, were able to enter for a variety of reasons. You know, we have injuries. We have uh, unexpected conflicts. You know, brand ambassador um, duties elsewhere. A lot, a lot of things can happen. Logistics, man. But we did have four competitors square off in a double elimination, nine hole matches, match play situation, and uh, teed it up on Saturday. Uh, ended up playing 36 holes, four loops at it. Again, we affectionately refer to it as Stewart National. And uh, first round match, we had uh, myself as the four seed. It's kind of it's, wow. It just, that's, just, that speaks to the quality you know, of the player. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but uh, I'm 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 okay at golf, and I was the four seed, squared off against the number one seed. We are in bracket bracket times right now. Bracket We're going to get season. into brackets here in a little bit more in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Brett Alcorn, also known as the Dragon, pretty good player and uh, good very player. good player. Let me tell you how good of a player he is. I. I was getting five and a half shots over a nine-hole match, if it tells you how good Mr. Alcorn is. And unfortunately, it was not enough because I lost one down through a nine-hole match. He, he got me. I, uh, I was shaky uh, down the stretch, did not get it done. The other opening round match was our man Nolo of, uh, of a lot of fame, all sorts of fame, just the most fame, squared off against... Our man, the traveling salesman, Malibu Big Fish. Our man that I teed it up with down That's in Winter right. Park. Winter Park. He's been traveling this great nation, living with his family, RV style, a lot of great stories. He made the trek back all the way from Florida specifically for this event. So you go one nine-hole gym in, in Florida, coming back to play one nine-hole gym here in Oklahoma City. Absolutely. Nice. And, uh, sensing a theme here, perhaps. That was the second match. Absolutely was not even close. Uh, Nolo wiped the floor with our man. Uh, probably a little jet lag. Jet lag, you know, yeah. jet lag. A lot of miles that, that on that RV trip. So didn't didn't have his best stuff early, and so we then moved on to a winners bracket, losers bracket situation, as I'm sure everybody familiar with fourth grade basketball knows all about, and <clears throat> had an absolute blood match in the winners bracket between Dragon and Nolo, which I'm going to get to in just a second. The Constellation match, the loser's bracket, as it's affectionately known, squared off myself versus Cody. Great match. We took it all the way to the ninth hole 
where again, I proceeded to gag it off and Cody uh, was the victor, a one-up victory. I was like, I was one up going into eight. I lose oh, one man. down. Uh, tough scene uh, for me, but again, you know, I felt good about it because felt good for Cody. He played well and uh, he moved on to face. When I say blood match, nine hole match, we went to five holes of sudden death. Wow. Nine holes wasn't enough. Ten holes wasn't enough. We went all the way 14 holes of a nine-hole match before we got the Dragon winning one up after an unfortunate three-putt from our man, Arkansas, Matt Nolan. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he had a cushion to fall into last night with his uh, Razorbacks big win versus That's Texas right. Tech. Sweet 16. And so that led us to the championship match which was Dragon versus Malibu, and what a match it was. Cody shook off the jet lag and absolutely put on a clinic. He was getting three strokes. He was two under through eight holes, folks. Two under through eight holes. If you're getting three strokes, it's going to be hard to lose at that point. Yeah, He did not lose. We crowned a champion, a worthy champion, and the man who came all the way in from Florida our man Cody Fisher, big fish, Malibu fish, gets it done. He hoisted, hoisted the trophy, which included a lovely King's Ransom hat that uh, he was required to wear and be photographed in. Uh, shout out to the folks at Party City for providing said <laughs> said crown. What a great day of 36 holes, nine holes of golf, nine, nine hours, excuse me, nine hours of golf. Love the folks out at Stewart National. We had a little tent out there. Had a couple cold beverages in the afternoon. What a day. Can't wait to get back. Congrats to Big Fish, worthy champion. And we uh, look forward to further Stewart National Society events in the future to espouse on, on the pod. Very well. Very well done. Very cool. I assume that Fish probably won the trophy for the uh, uh you know, most most miles traveled to get here or something like that. What was that? The old high school reunion stuff, right? So the fur traveled the furthest distance to come back. Yeah, a lot of superlatives like that. Yeah. that we yeah. handed out. Uh, that was one that he he garnered. But uh, in, in equal to the the miles he put in were the the victories along the way because absolutely stellar stuff after shaking off the cobwebs to come through the uh, the consolation bracket and take home the title. Great stuff. Great day, and can, would only have been made better. Uh, by being joined by our, our fellow society members who who could not be with us, and we, we definitely poured one out for them. Well done. Well done, sir. So another successful event that the Mish has put on. So so good job by you. you know, it's just it's just fun to get people together, right? It, uh, it's, it's a labor of love, and I uh, really enjoy putting those kind of things together because it, uh, it ratchets up the fun as well as the intensity, and, and you, get, you can't have enough of each. Well, good stuff, good stuff. My my weekend was not nearly as eventful as that, although I did kind of hit a milestone, right? So you've been badgering me, getting getting after me to get on the uh, the 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 gin, right? So G H I N, get have, out there, get yeah, the handicap, golf the handicap index network. That's or, right, right. The USGA puts like on, that. so I I am official now. I have a number. Right, so I am on the board. Don't I am give that out because people can no. get on and ma- nah, manipulate no. your handicap. Well, not, I mean, nobody would want to mess with me. <laughs> so it's it's a pretty high number as it is right now. So, but uh, yeah, I'm on there. I'm official well, now. There you go. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. cheers to you right cheers, here, right here cheers, on the pod. Cheers, cheers to that, my cheers, friend. Yes, uh, yes. card carrying yeah. member. 
Well done. That is official. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. So the guys at Twin obviously hooked me up and got me. So I've been, I've been paying for it for the last few months. So I figured I might as well go ahead and register and get it set up at That's this smart. point now. So uh, I didn't get to play a full round. So uh, my man Butterball was up here on Saturday. We were doing some college football uh, uh, prep uh, in the off season football. here, right? Spring. We're in the midst of spring practice and stuff, and so he had a free day, and so we were doing uh, some projections on that. But Sunday, I went out. Sunday, it was a little windy uh, here in Oklahoma uh, City, and so <laughs> yeah, I I went out and I had every intention of playing at least nine holes, but the wind kind of uh, deterred me a little bit, and so I, I worked on the short game some more. I hit a lot at the range, and so got got some good work in, and I feel feel pretty good, man. I'm I'm hitting the ball pretty well, so Love I got to translate it. it to scoring. Uh, which is the hardest part of this game. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm feeling good, rounding into shape whenever we get to April, which is kind of the – that's when golf officially begins from you're, my you're, standpoint. You're turning the motor over, right? You're kind of yep. – it's like we're getting things turned over. We're kind of tuning things up, yep. making sure all the, the fluid levels are correct. We're making sure everything is ready to rock for when it's time to – Kick the tires and light the fires. Absolutely. I will be ready. Uh, give me one more week, my friend, and uh, I will be good to go, I think. so. Uh, but, uh, you know, you mentioned we're in the midst of bracket season, my friend. So, here in the middle of March, right? So, and uh, the good thing is that we've got a fun tournament coming up this weekend. The WGC, it's not even really this weekend. It really starts on Wednesday, I believe. The WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship down at Austin, Texas. Austin Country Club. I think we talked about this with our man Hop and uh, Scooter Gersh. It's been a couple months ago, J-Till, to where this made the list for one of my most enjoyable non-major tournaments on the schedule each and every year because of just this, because of the format, right? So, And it's one of the few tournaments that I've been to in person. I went to this it was either 2018 or 2019 now. The uh, the years uh, are all flying by and kind of escaped me. But I was at this event for a day. I uh, really had a good time down in Austin and enjoyed it there. But uh, the novelty of it, uh, you talked well, about match play. Well, unfortunately, it's right? a novelty because we never get to see match Rarely yeah, get to I see love match it. play. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. They got the brackets up, right? You can go out there and check it out. So all the seating and the odds have been finalized as of earlier today, right? We're recording this here on Monday evening. I think those are all locked in around Monday uh, 11 a.m. Central Time, noon Eastern Time, give or take. And so we've made our picks, and, and we'll we'll get into that here in a moment. But, uh, um, you know, obviously this was one of the events that were that was canceled last year due to COVID, and so you have to go back to 2019 for the defending champion here, J-Till, and that is a Kevin Kisner. Uh, but your thoughts on the WGC Dell match play in general, looking forward to it. Uh, again, I, I think it's one of the coolest events of the year. Absolutely love it. I just I don't know how, how, else, how else to say it. Uh, but that I love it. I loved it even more when it used to be Wednesday was a very much NCAA tournament-like you win or you go home situation. Over the last several years, they've changed it to a uh, kind of a round-robin kind of pod situation yeah, pod format, where yeah, yeah. you're going to play uh, multiple matches <clears throat> over the first couple days, and the, uh, the winner of each pod advances into the, I guess, round of 16, if you will. But even in spite of that, just being able to see match play and a ton of matches over those first two days, Wednesday and Thursday, just gets me going in all the right places. Kevin Kisner, you mentioned him. He is the defending champ for 2019 a long time ago, it seems like. And uh, nevertheless, um, he will be a factor as he is playing uh, decent enough, and he is a good match play player. I want to talk a little bit about Austin Country Club. A uh, very cool, very cool track. The yep. look of the golf course, 
the setting of the golf course hard by the Colorado have, River. Have you been there before? I have not. The undulations are, are is something that you don't really pick up on television. That there is you know, a I lot heard. of height, a lot of up and down on that course. Yeah. Well, absolutely fun to watch on television. Uh, our man Tyler Beaver is a regular participant. Excuse me, not a regular attend, regular patron down there. He would participate if they'd say. let him. He would in some way. Uh, but eighteen ninety nine. You think about golf in the United States, and if it has 1800s in it, it's going to be East Coast. But 1899 down in Austin, Austin Country Club was founded. Um, and very impressive history of the club itself. There's like a cool bridge that goes over over the river or something there. I don't know if it's a railroad bridge or something, but it's kind of like in the line of one of the yeah, holes. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, iconic Pennybacker Bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cool bridge, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, on the banks of the, uh, again, the aforementioned Colorado River. So this is one of those that uh, the course does pop on television. The backdrops pop on television. And uh, match play, it's a great match play course. Uh, very, very much fired up about it uh, and ready to, uh, to kind of dive in to something a little bit different than we normally get to do. We're, we're going to go pretty deep here on a little bit of bracketology. We're going to, you know, we haven't done this before, so hopefully this isn't too herky-jerky, but we're going to kind of work you through the bracket and tell you we, we kind of did this without seeing each other's picks, but where we think this thing's going to end up as always, we're going to come back next week, be held to account on how we did. But what we're looking at here is trying to figure out how many of the pod winners that we can get right. And then once we pick those pod winners, kind of talk about who's going to advance through the different stages. So again, this may be one we uh, re-record two or three times. We have editing capabilities. So as far as you guys hear it, it's going to work be out. be a long night for me. Beautifully. <laughs> but um, Keith, let's kind of talk through... What I would call the, would we call them the uh, the four kind of number one seeds? Is yeah, that a good absolutely. Way to look the, at it? the number one seeds, uh, to no one's surprise or shock, would be Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rom, and Colin Morikawa. That would be your four overall number one seeds if we want to think about that, right? So they kind of seed at one through sixty four here, but one, two, three, four uh, would be DJ, JT, Big John Rom. And Morikawa would be your top seeds in the tournament. So that's what you're looking at in terms of the chalk. And again, each of those guys, <clears throat> excuse me, along with 60, uh, what would that be? 60 other guys that's are right. potted out, right? So 16 pods 16 of four. 16 pods yeah. of four guys. They're all going to play each other in that pod to produce a pod winner who moves on uh, to the next round. So. What we're going to do first, Keith, obviously when we did this sight unseen, we were going to have a lot of commonality, right? We're going to, there's going to be a lot of guys that we think are going to move on uh, in, in a shared variety. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of everybody that Keith and I agreed on that would advance out of their pod. Okay? So pretty even when it comes to the amount of guys we thought would move on and then the amount of guys we differed on. So we're going to start with the list of guys that, that we think have a, have a good chance of moving on. And that would be Dustin Johnson, Sung J.M., Paul Casey, Tyrell Hatton, Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, John Rahm, and Cam Smith. Again, those are the... Uh, you and I are in agreement count, on those. Yeah. Eight golfers 
that we think will move on. And that's we, not we all chalk did. either. Like we we picked that we picked some of the same upsets in there. Yeah, all chalk. That Cam in Smith's fact, in the would, group with Roy McIlroy. So, I would yeah. I would point everybody to somebody like Paul Casey, uh, the number seventeen overall seed that we have uh, both have moving on uh, among the uh, the more uh, less I guess less chalky picks out there. Uh, Cam Smith, another one. Uh, you know, it's a no surprise. We're both big fans of our of our main. Love Cam that Smith. haircut. Love that haircut. Um, he is the twenty fifth seed, uh, and we have him moving on out of his pod. So there's where we're in agreement. We reached across the aisle, and a lot of synergy there. So I'm sure what folks are more interested in is where did we differ, and uh, we're going to get into it hot and heavy here. So let's kind of start with uh, the pod. JT's pod, where JT is the number one seed. And JT is the number one overall uh, odds pick, if you will. So from a, from a Vegas standpoint, from a betting odds standpoint, JT plus 1,200, so 12 to 1. And I think that makes him the overall favorite, uh, slightly ahead of Dustin Johnson at plus 1,600, so 16 to 1 for him, and then John Rahm at 14 uh, to 1. So JT is your favorite coming into it, again, off of, uh, the big win that uh, he had a couple I weeks have... Ago. JT advancing out of his pod, I believe you have a different pick. I do not. I'm going with the, you know, essentially the defending champion, right? Kevin Kisner from 2019. You you go back and look at the history of Kiz in this tournament, and I think in 2018, uh, I think he finished third. So he's he's a scrappy guy. Uh, Again, uh, I kind of look for guys that are playing well at the moment, but who are also kind of bulldogs, right? And so that'll be a recurring theme as we kind of go through some of my picks as we go through here. Uh, Literally, pun pun intended, pun intended. So, uh, so give me Kisner. So as a mild upset, maybe, maybe even a big upset, but we we were talking about it kind of joking around y'all. Everybody knows I'm a big soccer nerd. And I was like, well, which one of these groups might be the so-called group of death, right? You think about the pod system and who, which pod has the four best overall guys in it from a playing standpoint right now, at least. And I think it may be that group, man, JT, as the, what, number two overall seed in this event, he didn't get any favors, man, because he's paired with Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Kisner, and Matt Matt Kuchar, a guy that's played pretty well in match play in this event over the last few years. So, JT, the t- number two overall seed, but uh, I don't think they did him any favors with who he's been paired with. Well, that's our first difference in opinion. I do think JT will advance. Our he's second, playing well right now. Our second difference of opinion is on the same side of the bracket in the next pod down. I have Jordan Spieth. Coming out of the bracket that, uh, excuse me, the pod that includes Matthew Fitzpatrick, Matt Wolf, and Corey Connors. You took Connors probably on recent form. I would say of yep. the four guys in that pod, Connors, Spieth, Fitzpatrick by far have more form than Matthew Wolf. Yes. Pretty easy to <laughs> yeah. discard him. And so basically coming down to Corey Connors versus Jordan Spieth uh, to come out of that bracket. Next up, we're going to move down to the bracket, uh, excuse me, the pod highlighted by Patrick Cantlay. I have Cantlay as the chalk coming out of that pod. You had a little bit different opinion on who's coming out of the Cantlay, Matsuyama, Ortiz, Harmon pod. Yeah, I went with Ortiz. Uh, and uh, I think Ortiz has been playing well, right? We've talked about him. He's kind of been up there around some he of the has, leaderboards he here recently. Uh, Many people I, I are like calling him. him. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Spieth. Doppelganger. There you go. I, I like Ortiz to kind of pull the the mild upset over Cantlay. Uh, you got Matsuyama in that group as well, who who's who can be dangerous if the flat stick is hot, right? So obviously his his 
struggles with the putter are, are much uh, well documented and much talked about on this podcast, including many other podcasts. So if he gets a hot putter, wouldn't shock me if Matsuyama comes out of that particular pod. But uh, give me Ortiz. I'm going to go with the uh, the Mexican national here to make it happen and get through uh, that uh, that pod where Cantlay is the favorite. Well, now we get to go and talk about some Aussie Aussie Aussies because. In addition to our shared pick of Cam Smith getting out of his pod, you like another Aussie to come out of the pod that includes a man named Scotty Scheffler, a man named Xander Schauffele, a couple of great you know SC names, and then Andy Sullivan. Uh, by the way, nobody has ever seen Andy Sullivan and Brent Christie in the same, same room, room. <laughs> ever. Just think, just think on that, folks. Conspiracy theory right there, ladies and gentlemen. But you're going a different direction. Uh, speaking of Aussies, you're going J-Day to come out of that pod. And I know you're a fan. Tell us a little bit more about how you think he's going to get past Scheffler, who I'm picking to come out of that Again, pod. Again, his, his game is rounding into form, right? We've seen him here over the last few weeks, right? You go back to uh, Genesis and some of the other tournaments here recently. He, he is a bulldog, right? And I love the mentality that he has. And I think his game is kind of starting to round back into form as well. And so he is gearing up for a master's run. So I don't, I don't want to necessarily, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves here, but uh, he might be included in some of my uh, pick structures whenever we get to Masters weekend here. But pick I absolutely, like yeah, you know, the winner, top tenner, cut maker, all the stuff that we do. Uh, but um, I absolutely love this guy. I love the mentality that he brings. Uh, and I think he's just set up for match play uh, from that mental side of the game. And so I love Jason Day to come out of this group and be paired up in the next round, as you mentioned, uh, with our guy Cam Smith. Yeah, so. it'd be Ozzy versus Ozzy, which is uh, be a fun group to follow. Be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, on, I believe that would be Friday. I can't hard trying to keep track of I what think that's day right. they play each of these matches on. But that would be a ton of fun. I think that one thing that's a little bit interesting is we're going Bulldog versus Bulldog when it comes to the next pod and our difference of opinion and who's coming out of the Berger, Van Ruyen, Harry English, Brendan Todd pod. Bulldog versus Bulldog, you're going with the flusher. Love Harris, Harris English. English. Yep. I'm going with Brendan M.F. Todd. I can't believe you didn't go with D.B., man. I feel a little bit weary about D.B. He kind of had a... 14 overall kind of seed. A, a, little yeah. bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a smelly, snooty, some kind of withdrawal last weekend at the Honda. Not That's sure right. what's going on. I, I like to stay away from that. Uh, I wanted to go there with Boog uh, to come out of that pod. But uh, I wanted to go with somebody who is definitely going to show up, and that's going to be B. Todd. Uh, would not surprise me if Berger came out of that, but I wanted to, I wanted to stay away from any sort of uh, potential uh, tomfoolery that he's been engaging in. So B. Todd versus Harry English coming out of that pod before we get to our only shared, one of our only shared picks on that side of the bracket, John Rahm coming out of his pod uh, probably going to beat up on Ryan Palmer, Lowry, and Sebas Munoz. Sebas, yeah. So uh, very interesting how that's going to play out. So we're going to try to burn through a little bit quicker, jumping into, as we've talked about our pod winners, who is going to come out of the side of the bracket uh, to get into, I guess that would be the semifinals. Tell us your semifinalists out of the, as we're looking at it, left side of the bracket that includes the DJs of the world, the Sung JMs of the world, 
Who do you have squaring off in the, uh, would that be the semifinals? Yeah, the semifinals. Yeah, final four, right, if you want to call it that. Final four. Who you got in your final four? Uh, let's start with, uh, do we have any shared? We don't have anybody shared final four. final fours. four standpoint? All right, so let's go left side of the bracket. I don't think we have anybody shared. We do not, no. So you are taking our man Lord Tyrell Hatton. Number eight overall seed, yeah. Of the, uh, the, the one region. So to speak, um, the DJ bracket, if you want to call it that, yeah. overcoming the guy who I have in there, Paul Casey, as my um, first pick in the final. Yeah, four. interestingly so enough, versus, neither of us take DJ though. Neither one of us take DJ. Yeah. Probably a really dumb thing to do. Probably, but yes, I have Paul Casey coming out of that quadrant. You have Lord Tyrell Hatton. Either way, we're looking like we're wanting an Englishman to be on that side That's right. of the bracket. Going down to the lower left, the uh, the second region, the second quadrant, if you will, you have a man that's near and dear to my heart. Tell us why you have our Norwegian Viking friend coming out of that quadrant of the proceedings. Yeah, Vic Hovland, right? So and this was this was tough because the, the seating committee did a really good job of pairing an Oklahoma State Cowboy and an Oklahoma Sooner in that same initial group, right? So I know you have Abe Answer coming I out got of that Abe particular out of that, pod. That pod. It's one of the pods that we uh, disagreed on, but I'm going to go with the higher seed here, uh, Vic Hovland. Again, he's been playing really, really well. We think about it, he's had a couple of disaster holes here and there, but from a match play standpoint, Jay Till, one crappy that. hole doesn't, doesn't really derail your entire round, right? So I think Vic Hovland, you think back to the amateur days, right? So he, he's geared up. He's a younger guy. Yeah, why he's didn't I think of any of these? Not things? as far removed from some of those uh, aspects of the game. And so I love Vic Hovland to make it through to the final four well, uh, on that I side. I will of the say, bracket. while I am now looking at things a little closer and regretting that I didn't have Vic going a little bit deeper in the bracket. I think had I had him coming out of his pod and winning his match in the uh, the semi, excuse me, the quarterfinals, I would have still had him losing to my second piece of the final four, Tony Finau. Talk about a guy who's great in match play. 2018 Ryder Cup was an absolute stud. He Every single week, he beats 95% of the field. He beats all the guys yep. except like two every single week. He only has to beat one guy. I like those odds. He's gonna, He will take down Vic Hovland should he end up there and find himself against Paul I've got Casey Finau in the quarterfinals, in but the, the, yeah, good semis. picks. So um, it looks like Finau versus Hovland is going to be a big potential square-off match for you and I. Let's go to the other side of the bracket where, again, we disagree on who is going to end up coming through. I'm certainly going to let you have the floor on your third <laughs> pick for the final four at the Dell Technologies match play. Just, I'm going to tee you. You like to always tee me up. I'm going to tee you up. Well, a guy that I know you love to hate, uh, coming out of that JT bracket, if we want to call it that, so it would be the top right quadrant for us as what we're looking at on our bracket here on, uh, on the big board. I'm going to go with Patrick Reed, the number seven overall seed. I've got him getting past my man Ortiz and then getting past Kisner uh, in the quarterfinals. But, Again, you go back and look at his history from a match play standpoint, Jay Till, he's he's pretty good. I know you love to hate him, uh, but his match play record is not bad uh, whenever you kind of look at it in comparison to a lot of other guys out there. He's he's kind of a, a prat, and so I think kind of pairing him up in this type of format maybe feeds into that a little bit. He loves to, you know, kind of shush the crowd and kind of, you know, throw the middle finger up there uh, in, uh, in these types of formats. And, again, probably won't be as big of a crowd 
uh, here at the uh, WGC right. is what we're typically used to. But whatever crowd is going to be there is going to kind of fire him up and get him going, whether they're booing him or whether they're cheering for him. I think he's a guy who feeds up. He's like a wrestling heel. Right, so love him or hate him, he doesn't really care, right? So he just yeah. wants to be relevant, and I think it feeds into this style of play. So give me Patrick Reed uh, as my third semifinalist. Well, this is where I get chalky and uh, also get—I uh, guess you'd say maybe a little personal bias, but I got I JT. Pick him with a heart. I got JT coming out of the JT bracket to get into the semifinals. Obviously in great form coming off the players. He is a stud in match play as well as we've seen in the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, all the way back to his Alabama days in the National Championship. You know, one thing we did, a glaze over, gloss over, maybe even just totally skip, is I have him beating our man Bubba Watson getting into the quarters, uh, coming out of his pod and getting past everybody That'd be a fun uh, matchup. That would be a fun matchup. JT versus Bubba, a contrast in styles for sure. Well, Alabama-Georgia matchup there too, right? SEC action? That would be interesting. Ultimately, I see JT continuing his run of good play to uh, get into the semifinal match where we have a difference in opinion on which Ozzy is going to come out of the, what would we call that? I guess the John Rahm bracket that we both have him getting eliminated. So your man... J-Day, you can't yep. say enough good things about him. Love All the, the way back from last year, I guess last fall's Masters, you've been very high on Mr. Day. I have our man, Mr. Mullet Cam Smith, coming through that quadrant lower right as we're looking at it of the bracket. I think one of us will be right. One of these Australian guys is going to come through this bracket, I think, and make the I, final four. I, I think that would be tremendous to see. And uh, therefore, I have JT versus Cam Smith. On one side, I have Paul Casey versus Tony Finau. On the other, your final four, again, Tyrell Hatton versus Vic Hovland, P. Reed versus J. Day. We've set the final four, and now, ultimately, who's going to square off, Keith? Who you got squaring off for the title on Sunday? I've got Lord Tyrell Hatton over Jason Day, right? So I set up Jason Day. I set him up there. Love him, love him, love him. I'm going to pick this guy. He's going to win the Masters, blah, blah, blah. I've got him falling just short. He's going to get to the finals. Uh, but give me uh, Tyrrell Hatton, the Englishman, the number eight overall seed as my winner uh, for this weekend's WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship. I think I think he's just playing really well right now. I think this will just add to the fire for Jason Day. Again, the game is rounding into form. I don't think he's quite ready just yet, but I think he might be ready to pop at the Masters in a couple weeks. Well, I'm going with maybe a little bit hedging of the emotions. I have no problem saying it. But um, Paul Casey getting through to face JT in the finals. And Paul Casey taking down Justin Thomas and getting the victory in the WGC match play. I think that for the times where you've picked him, he's played poorly. Yeah, I, I, can, I yet, can kill that. If I go bet on him, he's going to suck this I weekend. have yet to ride for Paul Casey. I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to ride for right. him and hope that he takes it home. Paul Casey over JT in the finals. So it looks like either way, we're big fans of the Queen yeah. this weekend. We both have Englishmen winning the tournament, and uh, we'll be fun to keep track of and to come back and report back on how many of our final four we got right, if any, and certainly if a worthy cramp, crampion, champion, champion, is crampion. Yeah. 
uh, coming out of the UK. Fun stuff. Fun to break it down. A little bit different this week. Uh, I know we were looking forward to talking about the match play, and it is something that's fun to dial into because you kind of get to watch some mono-a-mono type golf, which we never get See, I agree. Now, one of the things we're gonna have to ask our man Scooter Gers how this is going to affect the uh, the Dirty Birdies uh, game that those guys are running over on DraftKings and what that's going to look like. I, now, I assume there's going to be guys making birdies, eagles, pars, bogeys. So the scoring system it should work the same, I guess. But I don't know given this match play format. So we'll have to get with our man Scooter Gers. But before we move on to this week, Jay Till, I mean, there's a little bit of news that one of us finished in the money. On the big oh, dirty of course. Oh, gosh, I almost forgot. Golly. Absolutely. I was happy to see my man, my co-pilot, the straight man of the program, finish third place. That's I think that's third place two weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I, I didn't win any money last week, but the field continues third to expand. Place two weeks in a row. So I was because, in the money this because week. Because Scooter expanded the field to 50 participants. He's doing a great job driving, we too. We paid out three places, and so... Mr. Needham comes in the money. Uh, what, Needham underscore 12? 12, yeah, Needham underscore 12. That's yeah. uh, how you're going to see him out there in the Dirty Birdies lineup. Takes it home. Who was your horse that you rode primarily to the uh, the third-place finish? Man, it was kind of a, a uh, um, an even-kill tournament for me. You know, a C.T. Pan was definitely the guy that the I Red picked. Man. Yeah, that was the guy Love I picked that Man. played really well this weekend that nobody else picked, and so that was kind of where I made up the difference, right? I had, you know, Adam Scott, and a lot of guys had him as well. So, But uh, C.T. Pan, I would say, would have been my MVP this weekend for the Honda Classic, because he uh, he certainly exceeded expectations from a salary cap standpoint this weekend. So, a uh, big shout-out to my man, C.T. Pan, for helping me in the money. He's like, I'm playing with house money the rest of the summer now, man. So, it's all gravy from well, here on out. That's the best part. So, when you yeah. do $5 no entry pressure. fee, you, you, get a, uh, you get a win. And yeah, no you, pressure. Uh, you really, really come through in the clutch. Now, we do have to shout-out the first-place winner this week, a guy who has been a little bit laying in the weeds, a little bit uh, MIA. Our man, Joel Knight, I am going to dox him here, but uh, say hi to your mom for me. Wow, I handle. was wondering who that was. Okay, that's our man Joel, huh? Close friend of the program. Um, close friends with her. Great guy. Moms love Joel, just for the record. Saw Joel at Chalk on Wednesday night. And uh, he takes home the crown this <laughs> that's a weekend. great team name. Um, 401 points for, for some sense of, of uh, I guess you'd say relativity there. It, you're not going to win the uh, Dirty Birdies unless you have 400 plus points. And uh, Joel nets himself a cool $112 off a $5 entry fee. He was fortunate enough to pick uh, a pretty balanced squad when you look at it overall. He didn't have a golfer finish better than tied for eighth, uh, which was Zach Johnson. I think he had all five guys make the he cut, though, did right? He had everybody that's make huge. the cut, yeah. which adds up when you talk about the opportunities to make birdies. So this week, I'm sure in some shape, form, or fashion, you can check out our guys, Scooter Gerse, 2G Chad Ford, on the You're Still Out Dirty Birdies podcast. Again, a short, quick-hitting look at the week's fantasy action, and they'll figure out some way. Yep to have you get engaged in the WGC Dell Technologies. It's a long match play. Yeah, that's a long name. Uh, and that, uh, the link to join that contest on DraftKings is always on our website as well, JTL, fantasysportspros.com. And remember, that's 
pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, right? You've got our little pick segment there. It looks like an embedded spreadsheet, right? Kind of an Excel spreadsheet is what it looks like. Scroll through there, uh, click on the YSO tab, and the link to join the Dirty Birdies game there on DraftKings will be posted each and every week. So it's there on our website. Go check it out if you want to well, participate. Let's be honest. With if you us. can't figure it out, you probably have a lot bigger problems in it's life. True. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Probably internet's work, hard. Work on something else if you can't figure it out quickly. That, is fair. that being the case, we want to continue to grow that. Scott has been very fired up about it and has done it as you mentioned, we tripled in size over just what a month. Yeah. Job and it is a lot of fun to get in there. You know, put five bucks down, pick some golfers, have some guys to root for, uh, cuss and discuss it with all of your boys and girls out there that you like to talk golf with. Absolutely, my friend. So, well, Jay Till, again, we're up against it about an hour and 10 minutes into this podcast, my Love friend. It. So I think we'll sign off here before the uh, the nasty weather really gets here uh, in the metro area. Again, I, I just, my I'm, I'm, I'm puckered up here just hoping that the electricity stays on. So from a IT nerd tech standpoint, right, I, I do a lot of the posting and the editing and all this other sort of stuff, ladies and gentlemen. It's a stressful job. And again, my, my worst nightmares and Thankless. fears are that the power goes out about halfway through the podcast. Thankless, but, uh, Thankless job. I think we're going to make it. I think you we're going to make I, it. I will say we're entering, we're entering an interesting stretch here in, the, in our podcast um, careers. This will actually be our first golf season to embark on this, right? So we got into it in the fall. We're excited about it because we're doing it, you know, for the first time. Got a lot of big events that normally aren't in the fall. We go into the winter months where, you know, anything and everything golf, we're we're loving, we're whatever we get us that fix. We're getting into the time where we want to be out there playing golf. The focus is out and about. And so we got to, we got to stay committed here to the, to the listeners I know that we've had a lot of folks really enjoy getting kind of a local voice about golf, talking about some local stuff, but also talking about things that are kind of our opinions as your buddies would reference them about the PGA Tour. So accountability, I think it's important in this stretch. We, we got to give the folks what they've been accustomed to over the last, good Lord, six, eight months. How long has it been now? Yeah, September, I think, but, right? Uh, Give or take been doing this so uh it's a, it's a key time in in the podcast uh lifespan to, to see things through through this busy spring golf season yep absolutely so but uh you know for our listeners out there jay till you know i would say that you know we are kind of hitting a critical mass as well and so thank you to all of our listeners out there but yeah, you know if sure. you do you know get into all this stuff you know like subscribe follow all that you know we're, we're not ones to really pressure uh, our listeners to get out there and do a whole lot of work, right? Hey, if you, you fly by, you listen to it, you like it, you get a laugh out of it, that's great. Maybe you pick up some knowledge or a little bit of insight from my man, Jay Till, here uh, that uh, you wouldn't have necessarily known about going into a tournament or perhaps coming out of a tournament on the recap each and every week. But we're getting close to kind of some uh, numbers that uh, are kind of important uh, on that front, Jay Till, uh, from a number of downloads, from a number of unique listeners oh, each and every week some, and stuff. Uh, and so we'll we'll save that. But I'm I'm hoping that whenever we get to Masters Week, my friend, uh, we'll have some special announcements on that uh, front because we're getting close to some milestones. And so uh, if those listeners out there uh, that have been a, a, a good followers, good listeners for us for the last few months, if you've you haven't got on there and left a rating on, you know, Apple iTunes or, you know, giving us a thumbs up or whatever it may be. You know, those things do matter from a statistical 
standpoint whenever you're trying to turn this into a job, J.T. So I would say that uh, uh, for our listeners out there, if you if you like the pod, you listen to it each and every week, uh, get out there, give us a thumbs up, well, right? Give it, us a five-star rating, whatever it, it may be. It's, it's been a bit of a job. I think what you're referring to is turning into a paid job. Yeah, might right? as well get paid for it, right? So and even if it's just minimum wage, J. Till. So I think that I think that you and I would take that uh, with regards to this. Again, it's a labor of love. It's not about the money, people, but uh, uh, we are getting product. tantalizing we have, we have and fun close. Talking about it, and um, I think from a view, not a viewership, a listenership standpoint. Yeah, I think the more people that listen to it, just kind of make it worth the, the time and the energy and the effort of this uh, hobby, and. Um, Want to keep folks? Uh, want to keep 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 growing it? So good, good on the folks for, for taking us up on it, holding us accountable. I love when I hear uh, something like, "Oh yeah, I know about that. I heard it on the podcast. Yep. Pretty cool." Yeah, very cool as well. And again, big thanks to our sponsors, Chalk Sports Bar, as well for getting us kind of kind of over the hump, right? So they're they're uh, oh yeah, they're uh, our biggest promoters, man. Yeah, biggest promoter and uh, the sponsorship that they've provided us uh, for the, through these first six months have been uh, absolutely incredible. Love those guys, and to look forward to the next six months and uh, probably six years, hopefully, J. Till. So I'm not ready to hang it up, and I know uh, we're we're not even thinking about that. So Just I can see started, us doing baby. this. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is a lot of fun here. So, but for our listeners out there, J. Till. Again, uh, we've been talking about it for about the last month or so, right? But uh, YSO has its own Twitter account now, right? Good Lord, we can't too many we're Honda Classics, so that account will die. Quick yeah, guess. it was it was a slow slow weekend from the Twitter. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, at YSO Golf is the account that we've created, and they're doing a lot of fun stuff out there, sharing fun retweets, uh, kind of subtweeting, uh, leaving comments uh, on some of the uh, more interesting accounts that we see, and of course, providing some uh, fun anecdotal comments around things that happen in the golf world. Again, that's at YSO Golf. Give that a follow. Retweet some stuff that you uh, think other golf followers may be interested in and engage uh, engage with us out there as well. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I, as always, I appreciate you being in studio with me here, uh, braving the elements, right? The severe weather uh, that's uh, blowing through Oklahoma City this evening. But uh, uh, while this will wrap it up for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, remember that the conversation does not end here. To keep it going and to keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs) 